Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a mindset and manifestation coach, guiding women to manifest next level abundance, success and happiness, making their wildest dreams their new normal. Expect new episodes every Monday with myself and guest experts, full to the brim with inspirational stories and expert guidance on all things business, mindset, spirituality, personal growth and so much more. Consider this podcast a permission slip to put yourself first, say yes to your dreams and manifest a life even better than your vision board. To find out more about joining our incredible membership community, the Put Yourself First Sisterhood, or to discover my transformational one-to-one and group programs, head to cathorrocks.com to get all of the juicy details that you need on investing in yourself and working with me to create your dream life. If you're ready to step into your next level, you're in exactly the right place. So let's dive in. Hello loves, this week's guest is Sabi Kerr. Sabi is a self-love coach, feminine embodiment guide and leadership mentor. She guides women to feel deeply worthy, to connect to their bodies and soul mission and live with passion, purpose, pleasure and prosperity. Give me some of that. Through one-to-one coaching, her podcast, Release Your Radiance, which I was a guest on recently, so check out our episode together, her group programs and workshops. Sabi's mission is to guide as many people as possible to step into their truest essence, find their voice and forge their authentic path in life and business. This conversation is such a powerful story of Sabi's awakening in self-love, self-worth. We dig into our attachment to, to money and business. We look at what feminine energy and business really, truly looks like. And we talk a lot about femininity and the power of being a woman and our personal experiences of battling against the the conditioning, breaking free from the shoulds that we experience as women. So it's a fab interview, enjoy and check out Savvy for all things feminine energy, self-love and business. I don't use the video by the way, obviously. <laughs> they look naked. Just in case you're wondering, because I know that, we've about I that. think that would be great, but yeah. <laughs> well, seeing as on your podcast, I talked about Adam going down on me. There you go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I completely forgot about that until it came out. Anyway, that seems like a great intro. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not the standard intro. Welcome back to the Put Yourself First podcast ladies and I am really looking forward to this week's conversation. We are going to touch on themes like self-love, feminine energy in business, um, 
financial goals and self-worth and just yeah so much I'm excited to see where this conversation goes so welcome to this week's guest Sabi Kerr so happy to have you here love Ah, thank you for having me I'm super excited to chat about all the things yes all the things so you are your work really focuses on helping women to tap into their self-love like deep self-worth embrace their you know feminine energy and really use that to create the life the business that they dream about and I think our work is so aligned in that way I'm really curious to hear your personal experience with self-love and I think especially um like sensuality because your expression like your content is very feminine very sensual and I know a lot of women have had their own experiences of you know really wanting to wanting to express that side of themselves but perhaps having shame or stories or um like shuds around that so I'd love to hear how almost like we can go as far back as you want but I'm really interested to hear how feminine energy and you know being being a woman was kind of navigated for you growing up Mm. like what was your experience what was your experience like of your own femininity if you will yeah Yeah. oh I love what a great question and what a good way to start hmm I'm 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 feeling into like where what what age or what point in life to 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 start with this to start answering this question I feel like I'd always had this sexy sensual goddess within me it was almost like a little trapped and it was like waiting to be given permission to to be let out (laughs) um I when I was a teenager I um I was I was dancing a lot kind of a lot of time in the evenings I would be going to dance classes and I think that was an early experience of me just expressing myself through my body and feeling that like connection to just to like my my joy and my pleasure and just like oh this feels good for my body oh when I move my body in this way like I enjoy this I feel like alive you know I didn't I didn't have the language that I have now you know I didn't have the all of the self-development jargon (laughs) I just knew when I'm in my body like this I feel fucking great you know that's all 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 I knew um and probably as I grew up it's hard to pinpoint what just one thing or one incident um but society things you read things that you're told what we what women should be able to wear I, I feel like I yeah, started to suppress the part of me that was just wanting to be deeply expressed in my body. Um, And I was in a long relationship from the age of 
16, 17 to like 26, like 10 years, 10 years. And yeah, that part of me, the free, express, sensual, feminine goddess was not alive <laughs> for 10 years. She was trapped somewhere inside of me. Um, I won't go into all of the details of the relationship, but like there was some control there. There was, you know, not wanting me to wear certain things without him, not, not, not wanting me to be expressed, you know, as, as I truly am and wanted to be maybe when he wasn't present. Right. And so it was this, this feeling of like, oh, my body isn't truly my own, you know, I have to ask permission before I wear a certain thing or move a certain way or express my body like in this way and I feel like probably like the dance studio became like a safe place for me to do that <laughs> just like okay I might not be able to do this in in like my my real life but I can go to a dance class and I can be in that energy for me and so I think that that was yeah a beautiful space for me to continue to to have that expression but it was it was coming out of that relationship really when I was kind of like ah now she just gets to come out you know she's been like trapped for so long and now she now she just gets to express and there are so many different ways um just for for whoever's listening so many different ways that we suppress our sensuality or our feminine energy or so many different reasons it may be a relationship it may be things that you grew up you know with family that, that were quite conservative school friends shaming for things happening when you're a teenager like so many and it's 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 often multiple things and multiple stories some of them that aren't even our own and we, we begin to feel like it's wrong to be in our bodies in a sensual feminine way when actually that's just like the natural way to be. And so, yeah, it honestly just felt like a reclamation for me. Like I actually have a course called Reclaiming Sensuality because that's what it feels like. Like you're reclaiming something that was always yours, but just got a little lost along mm. the way. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah, I I was like it when you were talking about that that relationship and coming out of it. I was thinking about that being your like awakening, not in the sense of you, you know that was always there, but she kind of she like put her party hat on the door and like went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to please here. <laughs> exactly exactly she was always there she put a strip of heels back in the cupboard and went to sleep <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah I think so many women who who do really sense their sensuality and their relationship to their body have experienced those moments if it if it's small or big of the message being no like hide that push that down that's too much that's making someone that's making people uncomfortable I remember for me it was really 
if anything, kind of other other women around me, their reaction to me. And I can still sometimes see this when I'll do something that's like a bit crazy, like a crazy dance move, or I'll say something really sexual. And you can see like the subtle reaction on someone's face. That's like, oh, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with you being really? here, like being so out with your sexuality in in, in a word, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's the that's the painful thing. It's like women shame other women too. You know, it's not, it's not just, not just from men. A lot of the time it's other women that might not feel deeply comfortable in their own sexuality, in their own bodies. And so when they meet someone that really is, it can be very triggering. It kind of feels like, hey, like we're all following the rules here. Yeah. Please sit down and be quiet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You need to follow the rules as well. Like, stop reminding us that maybe deep down we're not truly happy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know, it's not, I'm definitely not one of those, like, even using that phrase, not one of those women. But so let me rephrase that. I am not someone who would judge or put other women down for having that you know for being triggered I think that clearly that's a really natural response mm. when from a young age most of us have been conditioned yes. to fear the fear femininity essentially yeah. you know true femininity and it's like embodied multifaceted form yeah. that it is yeah the wildness yeah. like the craziness exactly. the it's really about embracing embracing all parts of you you know allowing all parts of you to to have a seat at the table not just the parts that society says are okay (laughs) or are palatable like all of you and so yeah the feminine is not just the soft and the sensual and the sexy like she's also the wild and the the like the ugly and like those that rawness of of emotion um it's also the feminine Mm. yeah when you came out of that relationship what what was it like um you know like wake waking up that part of yourself again because I'm thinking about the women listening who might have gone through something similar might be going through something similar and they you know whether it is a relationship or whether it's families conservative views that have you know anything that's kind of pushed that part of them aside yeah how did you like wake her up again (laughs) yeah it was I want to say exciting and terrifying at the same time you know like coming out of that relationship was god it was it was massive it was massive because I'd been it's the only relationship I've been in and it was like basically since I was a child you know and so I'd experienced the first 10 years of my adult life with one person living this one way and then coming out of that I was like oh shit like like 
what now? Like, oh, I just kind of get to make my own decisions now and I don't have to check anything with anyone. It was like terrifying, but liberating at the same time. And I actually remember a friend of mine I saw last night, I met her in my first yoga teacher training in India, um, in, in, in Goa, and we were on the beach and it had been like, three weeks into the yoga teacher training me and my my boyfriend had just we'd been like okay like this is a good kind of official when you've been in a relationship for 10 years to like officially close it out takes a while you know it's not just like okay it's done but I was like okay going on this training this is a good point to like end it um and three weeks had gone by and I hadn't told anyone, you know, my new friends or the yoga teacher training hadn't said anything. I was just like, just in my zone, focusing on 12 hours a day, yoga, study, all of this thing. I think on like three weeks into it, I just had a breakdown. I just didn't want to see anyone at lunch after dinner. And, and then my friends were like, oh, are you okay? And I, I told them and they took me on a walk and we went and sat by the beach. And I remember her saying to me, this is so exciting. Like you get to almost like you get to create whatever you want now, you know? And so it's like that feeling of like, wow, wow, what do I want? How do I want to feel? How do I want to live? Like when you have an ending that feels quite big or quite traumatic or like your life is gonna like be finished, um, I'm not denying how painful that is. I'm not bypassing the pain at all, but there is this feeling of like, wow, I get to create a totally new way of doing life. And so I think I've, it was the, the, the mix of deep pain and sadness and like excitement, excitement for all of the things that I got to do that maybe I wasn't, I even saying that phrase, wasn't allowed to do, but that's what it felt like, right? I felt like I wasn't allowed to do lots of the things I really wanted to do. Um, so deeply liberating, so liberating. I love that. Yeah, it's such a powerful question. What do I actually want to do? Yeah. Because I think when you look at the way you live your life, you know, even the small things like how you dress or how you dance at the club when you go out with your friends or um how how much you let yourself like sing and dance around the house when your favorite song comes on or like how you feel you know in your body like in the bedroom there's so many aspects of our lives as women that if you really take us took a step back and looked at and asked, well, how, what do I actually want in that, in that situation? You know, if there was no shame, if no one else was telling me what, what I could or couldn't do, if there wasn't this constant pressure to, to be this certain way, what is my actual truth? Like who, who am I in that moment? Because yeah. you might, you know, like we said, the feminine is so different like some women are very you know calm and serene and soft and like that's their that's their truth like that's how they are that's their mm -hmm. true energy 
some women like me and I know like you Sammy sometimes have this bold like wild woman and you want to shake your ass and be sexy and like be seen Mm. and I think we forget that most of our lives dance you know when we think about expression whether that's how we dress how we walk down the street even you know bigger picture like what we've chosen to do with our lives like what we see what we view as success which I know we're going to get into in a bit most of it has been impacted and um what's the word I'm looking for like it it has been influenced by other people Mm. and so I love that that moment for you was like oh now I don't have to think about someone else's approval for what I actually want to do yeah exactly and just the liberation that comes from that and most people might not even realize how much of the time they are waiting for someone else to give them permission you know whether that someone is their partner or their family their mom their dad their friends whoever like even their coach you know (laughs) like waiting for their coach to say it's okay for you to go and do that in your business or we don't realize how much we wait for others to say yes you can do that and so when you start to find truly find your own voice and be able to make your own decisions without waiting yeah everything changes Mm. yeah love okay So let's get into business because I know a big part of your work is guiding women in business to really bring this element of themselves Mm -hmm. into their work, into their business, into who they show up as, you know, whether that be online, whether that be in their creative energy, you know, shaping what their business looks like what they want to create how they want to do things how they go about their day-to-day you know structuring their day in a way that supports themselves Mm -hmm. in their feminine energy and I think a lot of um I almost see like a disconnect between I have many women who I speak to who are like really curious about that and think oh I'd love to I'd love to I'd love to feel more feminine in my work and this might be in corporate it might be in business but they it feels like intangible they're not quite sure what that looks like Mm. and then there's this other side of it which I know we've spoke about which is how a feminine quote-unquote feminine business owner looks like or is portrayed as on social media and this very one extreme to the other where it's you're floating around naked and you don't do any work and (laughs) you just think that you you can you know the clients are just going to turn up at your doorstep even though you've done nothing on social media that week you know (laughs) like kind of (laughs) one extreme to the other and I Mm. think it's a disservice to the women over here because they're genuinely like oh I'd love to feel more relaxed I'd love to feel more creative and you know all these things that all these benefits they can get from being in their feminine and I feel like you have a really um 
you have a lot of good things to say on this because there is that union for you between feminine energy and and masculine energy in business so can we talk about that yeah (laughs) let's talk about it I love this topic and I think sometimes because I I am quite you know there there is no there is no one feminine there is no one portrayal of the feminine but because I am quite in my body and I'm dancing and I'm like I'm moving around a lot. People are like, oh yeah, like she's she's in her feminine energy. Or like she she just kind of dances around and then like makes money. <laughs> you know? And yeah. um, that is not true. <laughs> like I'm at my laptop a lot, you know. And feminine business, maybe I'll start by what I don't think it is. It 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 is it is not only working when you feel like it (laughs) it is not like lying in bed all day or lying on the beach all day it is not like just doing an hour of work a day it's it's not relaxing all the time like for me there is deep beauty in I'm not saying you need to burn yourself to the ground you know I'm not saying you need to be burnt out but there's beauty in putting the time in in working hard in some people are fucking scared to sit at their laptop for like eight hours a day why are you scared if you love this work do the work you know (laughs) it's nothing to be afraid of like I wouldn't want to sit at my laptop all day if it was a job that I didn't like but if this is a job that you love that like lights your soul on fire that you're deeply passionate about then don't be afraid of working hard don't be afraid of of putting the time in so for me running a business from my feminine is not about the amount of time it's not about only working minimally and lying down all day it's the energy with which I create whether that's create programs, create content, show up. And it really is about, and everyone has this within them. It's just for some people, they are more open to acting on it than others. We all have inspired ideas that come in. (laughs) Like, oh, wow, I would, maybe you're in the shower. Maybe you're on a client call. Maybe you're going for a walk. Maybe something happens in life that you feel deeply inspired by. And you're like, wow, like I need to do something with this in my business. I need to create something from this. So that's a post, a masterclass, a whole program, like whatever it is. When you run your business from your feminine, you have the space to maybe shift your plan a little bit and be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do something with this maybe this month, maybe next month, I'm actually going to move with the ideas that are flowing through me right now, rather than put them off because, oh, they don't, they don't fit with the plan. Oh, oh no, but like, who would want that? Or like, oh, this is a little different to everything else I've shared. Is this allowed? Like running your business from your feminine is really about running your business from, from your heart, from what feels good. When you're deeply connected to your body you know what feels good and if an idea feels really right within you 
you're going to be able to sell it from that place. You're going to be able to share it with the world from that place. And that energy is deeply magnetic. You being so lit up by what you're sharing. Um, so that's, that's maybe just a little summary. That's not like everything, but for me, that is a big part of running your business from your feminine saying yes to the inspired ideas that come through. And that doesn't mean that you're always going to have these, <laughs> which is why I think it's powerful to have this balance, right? Between like the masculine energy and the feminine, between having plans in place, having things that you're planning to put out, having systems and structures that support you when there aren't inspired ideas that are dropping in, <laughs> right? And the more you have that structure in place, I like to see like in my business, the masculine energy like supports my feminine to create more. When I feel quite supported, there is actually more likely creative ideas are going to come through and it gives me the space to do that. So, yeah. yeah. And what I also see a lot is um, things like, procrastination or or burnout or panic you know that that feeling like if you've forgotten something or you've missed something or oh shit it's the end of the month and I've not marketed myself you know a lot you can see that a lot in business owners that that don't have that structure and it's almost like sometimes without the structure to really hold hold us hold us to to showing up the feminine you know as as women we like it is really it is really difficult to deal with the pressure and the stress and the the taxing like it's taxing on our energy I think um something that I find fascinating is I you know my my partner is a, a cis male and he's you know got a lot of masculine energy and he can finish work and he'll be stressed because he's had shit like thrown at him all day in meetings and all he needs is like to go for a walk with me and the dog and then he can switch off for the evening when that's happening with women like I don't know about you but I I will lie in bed at night thinking about everything that happened that day. <laughs> and I think it's almost, I always, I always think of the boundaries, the structure, the, um, the support, you know, the team members, all of that is like supporting those parts of me so that mm-hmm. I'm not a puddle on the floor at the end of the day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that you can continue you know, so yeah. that you can continue the next day. Totally, totally. Yeah. And for me, that's why it's actually hard to separate like masculine, feminine, strategy and energy. Like they're so intertwined and they both support the other. Um, they're really, they're not separate. Yeah, so, so true. Um, did you always feel like, did you always feel like running your business in this way was 
like came naturally to you or was there any challenges along the way I always knew that I had to be really passionate about anything that I was putting out there so I might not have described it as I did now but I knew like number one I need to be 100% behind whatever it is that I share um and I knew that and I always I always I always knew that and so I feel like that's given me the permission it's almost like that is the strategy sometimes you know when it's like oh why did you choose to do that thing or why are you putting that program out or like oh does that go with the last thing you did but like when you're so passionate about it and you're and you know exactly why you're doing it and 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 the reasons it's like that can carry your business quite a long way so I think I've always had that energy but I definitely got caught up um, for quite some time into thinking I maybe had to stick really rigidly to one area, to one niche that, oh, like you can't like tiptoe around or can't really talk about too many other different things because you'll confuse people. And I think that's a that's something I talk about quite a lot as well, because it can be so paralyzing for people that deeply want to speak from their heart, share something, but they feel like, oh, I can't do that because it doesn't like fit my niche. People are going to wonder why I'm talking about this. And then you're just holding something in that your heart deeply wants to share. And so you're just going to put out some like lame, boring content instead. Like just because you don't want to confuse people. <laughs> and so you're cutting off your self-expression. Um, so that was definitely a path that I've, I've, I've explored quite a lot and that I've been on. Yeah, like letting, sure, having a niche, but allowing my authentic expression and what I want to really share and talk about be the number one thing. And the more I've given myself permission to do that, it's been like, this is not confusing. There is always a thread. Like I talk a lot, you know, self-love and like empowerment and expression is the thread that ties all of my work together, whatever it is that I'm talking about. But you actually being so in your voice and your unapologetic expression is going to be the thing that draws people to you. So if you're cutting that off because you don't want to like break the rules or get out of the box or whatever the reason is, then you're like, you're missing out. You're missing out on clients. You're missing out on many potential opportunities. Yeah. Amen. And I think especially now in any industry, and I think this goes for, for corporate as well, you know, for nine to five jobs, like people, energy is everything energy is felt, energy is sensed, you know, there's so many people that you can work with, there's so many people that you can hire, there's so many applicants, there's so, you know, there's, there's not, there's, there's not a scarce amount of coaches in the world, you know, there's not a scarce amount of, of accountants in the world that someone might hire or work with, but so often now, it's the energy it's that it's that feeling it's that sense that 
that you get from someone and if you're not allowing yourself to be creative to trust yourself to be confident in like who you are what your ideas are what you want to say who you want to help you know your passion your why then you're just like everybody else like you're just this cookie cutter yeah yeah. think exactly. <laughs> that isn't you exactly and I always I always like to say like if you say what is really true for you in this moment what's really on your heart what is your absolute truth in this moment you can't go wrong you can't and there will always be some people that receive our content or receive our work or receive something that we say and decide like, oh, maybe she's not for me. Like, maybe I don't want to work with her. And like, we've got to be okay with that. <laughs> we've got to be okay with that. But if we are sharing our truth, we really can't go wrong. We've got to be more open to our truth repelling some people because it always will. I totally totally agree thank you for sharing that mm. so the last thing I want to touch on is something that you've been speaking about openly on your Instagram over the past few months and it's really resonated with me and I think it's definitely going to resonate with other people listening you you've been speaking about um releasing attachments to money goals specifically in your business but I think so many people battle with this you know wanting a certain amount of of income a year or wanting a certain amount you know in business it's often like a 10k month or a certain revenue goal per month in their business and I've been on my own journey with this so I would love to have a conversation on that. First, I want you to share kind of a summary of what you've been sharing on your Instagram, because I know you've spoke about it over several months over the summer. Yeah, this has been, I feel like I've had an awakening over the last like month or so. Massive, massive awakening. And I'll just preface all of this with me saying, this is not at all to say, it's wrong to desire lots of money or it's wrong to want to be rich. Like that, this is not that at all. This is separate to that. You absolutely deserve to be rich from your, from, from your work. You deserve to make all the money that you really desire in your business. Like I absolutely celebrate everyone that's, that's making incredible money from, from the work they love to do. So I just want to say that this is not me saying it's bad to want to make money. What I'm saying and what I've been sitting with is for the last few years, I realized that I, and really most entrepreneurs I look at, especially in the coaching space, was caught in this like trap, (laughs) was caught in this trap of chasing the money and chasing arbitrary amounts because someone said that this is a good amount to to like, you know, okay, like the 10K month or the 100K year or whatever, like this is a good amount that you should be hitting. Um, And I realized how toxic it, it was, not the money, but the relationship to the money and the relationship to chasing these 
financial goals with the hope that once you hit it, all of a sudden you're going to feel great and all your problems are going to go away. <laughs> and the issue is we're never, and like the, the funny part of it is like, this is the work that I teach and I guide. So it's like something that I've always guided myself and other people through, but I was realizing how much I was caught in this trap with money. Like as long as you place your your happiness your joy in something outside of you right you're always going to be chasing you're always going to be wanting to hit the next thing oh I, I made that 10k month oh now what now I need to hit a 20k month or like shit I made way less this next month like is my business totally falling apart? Is this the end? I realized I was getting in some really sticky places when I'd reach really high months. And then I have months that didn't match that at all. And I felt like, oh my God, am I going back to square one? Is this the end? Is my business over? And I realized how deeply attached I was personally to my business, how I was yeah, attaching my worth and my success to the numbers. Um, my mental well-being, how I felt about myself was too closely linked to the financial success of my business. It was not healthy. It was not healthy. And I look at our industry and it is not healthy because so many people do that. And as well as, as well as that, I also wanted space to work on lots of other things in my business that might not be um, like quick financial wins. You know, we're also addicted in, in business to, to quick wins. Like, let me make money now. Like I need to get a client, some clients this month versus how can I set myself up for long-term success? How can I really extend my timeline um, so that my business is sustainable for the long run. And I think I just really have shifted my mindset a lot around business. I feel like I want to think more like a more like an entrepreneur, not like someone who is deeply personally attached to their business. <laughs> yeah. You know, and realizing that, you know, in the past when clients said like said no or now's not the time, I'd be like upset about it. Shifting totally my mindset to like that is okay. <laughs> Now is not the time for a lot of people. You don't need to convince people otherwise. You don't need to like handle their objections. The beautiful thing is about this work, um, lots of people stay in your world and they become clients later on down the line, but only if you give them the space to do that. If you try and convince them to work with you or if you try and make them feel bad because they said no, they are not going to come back. And so, yeah, it's hard to summarize the journey I've been on over the last month or month and a half. But essentially, I was like, let's let's have an experiment. Let's 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 do this as an experiment where over the summer you let go of the need to make money, make any money, really. You focus on the back end of your business, on the stuff that you always say you don't have time for. <laughs> um, emails and websites and like just all of the the structural stuff 
um, that takes time but never feels like a priority. Um, what if I do that and almost like reprogram my system to be okay in the months where I don't make so much money? Like, can I be okay with it? I all honestly, can. I want every entrepreneur to do this, especially the ones that make loads of money. If you make loads of money, can you be okay with not making any money? Can you still hold your center? Can you still feel deeply confident? Can you still feel successful and worthy even when the money isn't there? Because, and this like, I, I, I teach about this a lot, but this is the paradox, right? When you feel all of that within yourself, when the stuff isn't there, when the money isn't there, when the clients isn't there, that energy of deep confidence and like innate worth and just like trust in your value, that energy is actually the energy that's then going to bring in the money and the clients. <laughs> and so it's like desiring it, but not being so deeply attached to it that you're placing your worth on it. So yeah, that's a little summary <laughs> of my journey over the last month or so. Oh, yes. Amen. I feel like I resonate with that so much. Um, you know, for some context, like I've earned less this year so far than I did last year. And yet I am the happiest I've ever been. I feel the most successful I've ever felt. I feel the most proud of my work than I ever have. My clients have experienced the most change, the most lasting change in their businesses, in their lives, in their careers, in their goals. And now from this foundation, I can look at the money goals and say, yeah, you know what? I genuinely want a big business. I, I genuinely authentically desire, you know, the bit, those big numbers and they will come and they are coming and it is done because the self-worth, not needing it, not obsessing over it, not, not kind of constantly grappling for it, that all comes from that place of I need this to, to validate myself. Yeah. And for me, it was really looking at why that is in, you know, in therapy and coaching. And for me, it really was like your success equals how much love and acceptance you deserve to receive. Mm. That was my programming if you will you know that's the message in my brain in my unconscious and so I really had to love really love that part of myself because it was like a toddler gripping onto this money like please I don't want to let go of this money if it's not here I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be successful and therefore I'm not gonna be loved I'm not gonna be you know praised and validated and oh I think we all have so much of that as as you know people in industries especially online business where there is so much um 
there is so much focus on these arbitrary numbers like you say and just thank you for sharing that and especially that especially the part about nothing you know if if next month you made zero sales in your business would you still love what you do would you still for me it's like would you still play the game <laughs> like would you yeah. still be in the field in the arena yeah. or would you tap out because it's only it's only worth it to you if you're being validated by bigger and bigger numbers each time totally. and that's not to say that like you shared the way way back at the beginning of this thread that it's not good to want those bigger numbers growth is business you know growing your revenue growing your profit like that is what business is <laughs> business is all about yeah. but when we focus on that and we almost like take our take our own humanity out of it it's just a really dangerous game to play and from someone who this time last summer was like at rock bottom with my mental health me too (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's been rebuilding that from the ground up to go oh okay now I feel safe having a big goal that stretches me Mm. but it was it was also being okay last year with going oh this isn't this isn't supporting me this isn't working for me this is making me stress this is you know the money and the irony is like I said last year I was consistently earning monthly more than I am this year so it was almost like you said having to consciously take this step back and be like right let's put yourself first nurture your mental health do what you've got to do and then from that place we can build but we can't build on a house of made on sand exactly exactly like that is just not sustainable it's just not sustainable and I'm really seeing that like like true entrepreneurship is is about being able to move with the ebbs and the flows, you know? True entrepreneur isn't like, oh, my business didn't make so much this month, like I'm a bad person or they don't like me or... No, they're like... There's almost like a a layer of neutrality to it. Like, okay, this was a lower month. Okay, like, we'll look and we'll see why or we'll see what, what reasons might be, you know, maybe, like just looking at it in a way that isn't so personal, you know? <laughs> and this is the, the challenge with having a business that you love where you are your personal brand. It often does feel personal. And I realized how personally attached I was and am to my business, but there's a beauty in taking a step back where you still get to be really passionate about it. And yes, it's your personal brand, it's you, but less personally attached, like your business isn't you, it's a separate entity to you. And it's really healthy to start seeing it as such. Yeah. Yeah. And from a growth and, you know, especially manifestation perspective, attachment 
is not healthy. Like any time attachment is coming into play, attaching your self-worth to your business, attaching your happiness or like attaching how good you feel to whether you've made X amount, Mm. that is a recipe for actually repelling those things anyway. Exactly. (laughs) So it's this really, it's a bit of a mind fuck really because we, you know, we know that the inner work we've done on that over the past, you know, few months, year is, is building a foundation for an incredible, sustainable, rich career yeah that will bring much you know will bring amazing abundance and opportunities and all of that yeah but sometimes it's taking that step back and letting go of that grip that is what is going to allow that to happen in the first place absolutely and it's like can you let go of your addiction to the quick hits the like I need it now Can you let go? Because, you know, we live in a quick win society. We want to see the result right now. But letting go of that and knowing that this work actually sets you up to sustainably receive more money over the long term. Like, that's really, really powerful. Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Well, Sabi, thank you so much these are the quick round questions I ask everyone at the end they're just some fun questions that relate to the themes of the podcast um the first one is a fill in the blank and it's something I am manifesting right now something I'm manifesting right now is well the next place that I'm going to travel slash I, I travel and work abroad quite a lot. So I'm manifesting the next place. I haven't decided on it yet, <laughs> but I want to have clarity and I want to feel excited about it and I want to take my work somewhere really fun next. So yeah, manifesting that. Amazing. Next one is a resource that I am loving. A resource that I'm loving. Hmm. what actually came to me first is less of a resource but it's the training that I'm doing at the moment which just feels like continuous resources um I'm doing a a year-long coach another coaching certification but this time in love sex and relationship coaching as I just wanted to add another layer of, of, of training to the work that I already do and and wanted to bring in more sexuality and relationship um teachings into my work and wow it's it's just blowing me like open I love it so much it's such a rich training just learning so much realizing even more deeply how much I love this work how much I how powerful coaching is and so yeah I I, I'm just literally like resources full to the brim with that training so loving that What's the training for anyone curious? Yeah, it's the Layla Martin um, Sex, Love and Relationship Coaching Certification. So it's a, it's a year long. So the next, yeah, there'll be one starting in January. Yeah. Amazing. And Layla Martin, I, I would say, is just an amazing resource anyway for yeah. women, sexual, She's... like 
just really the most incredible person to learn from so yeah go to her youtube i mean that's a great resource to learn all things sex and relationships uh, like mm. a free a free resource she's got so many incredible videos yeah she's amazing fabulous the next question is to me putting myself first means dot 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 to me putting myself first means giving myself the permission to do what I really really want to do rather than waiting for someone else to say it's okay yes such a powerful way to finish the last one because I always forget about this one but it's a really good one if someone is going to take away one if someone's going to take one action or receive like one message from this conversation, what would you want it to be? <sighs> mm. Check in with, so we kind of talked about money, but it can be any area. Check in with the areas of your life that you are putting your worth and your value in <laughs> um so do like an inventory a little scan of your life your relationships your business and just get really real and maybe do some journaling and get really real and honest with yourself about yeah where are you placing your your worth your joy your value in areas that are outside of you and then is there the the space for you to take a step back if it's like the money one in business, it's easier to do, right? Than like a relationship. If you're in the relationship, I'm not saying you need to <laughs> break up with your partner. But is there space for you to step back and do the really, really powerful self-love work of learning to feel deeply valuable and worthy without the thing? And then allow yourself to introduce that thing back in. So, yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, really great homework for anyone who's resonated with this conversation amazing well thank you so much Sabi really appreciate you sharing your story and wisdom inspiration permit you know permission for other women even though they don't need our permission sometimes you need permission to give yourself permission (laughs) I think so many women will take that from this conversation so really appreciate you please share how the ladies listening can go and connect with you follow you work with you all of that good stuff yeah so instagram is probably the best place it's just my name sabby.ker come find me on there um i love to connect and chat so i'd love to yeah drop me a dm let me know what really resonated from this conversation I've got on my website, sabbycur.com, there are a few free gifts. I've got a free worthiness bundle and a free sensual feminine dance bundle. So grab those. And my group program, Release Your Radiance. I'm not sure when this episode is coming out, but my group program, Release Your Radiance, will be coming out sometime in September. Um, and that really, it's a really beautiful live experience that brings together like the key pieces of my work lots of the things that we talked about today and um, we'll be exploring in in that program so if you're interested in that then drop me a dm there's a wait list at the moment so drop me a dm and i can put your name down on that amazing yeah i think this one's coming out sometime in september so cool. that should be good timing cool. um and you have a podcast as well Sabi. yeah i forgot to say 
yeah. not to mention and I've got um the podcast is also called release your radiance and Kat is we just recorded an episode and um, so you can listen to the episode with Kat on there and um, we talked all things mindset and manifestation that's a really great episode to dive into yeah and if you want more of these themes feminine energy self-love um you know feminine business like definitely connect with Sabi download a podcast like you'll you'll be full to the brim with all of that goodness mm-hmm. around her <laughs> Aww, thank yeah. you Kat appreciate you mm-hmm. and thank you everyone for listening if you have resonated please tag us in your stories your screenshots of your podcast app and yeah like Sabi said um dm her dm me like any takeaways because we we love to hear it hold up gorgeous if you loved today's episode i invite you to screenshot your podcast app right now do it right now and dm me on instagram tag me in your stories i'm at cat underscore horror share your biggest takeaway with me share your light bulb moment i cannot wait to connect and dm with you i want you to know that you make a huge difference in sharing this podcast and getting this free resource into the hands of women who need it too is there a friend a colleague a loved one a family member if you can think of one woman who would love this conversation please whatsapp it to her dm her email her the link spread the word you could make someone's day you could change someone's life sharing this resource you play a huge role in spreading the message women worldwide deserve to put themselves first and say yes to their next level if you haven't already i invite you also to review the podcast in your podcast app to let other women know it's impactful it's worth subscribing it's worth tuning in that means the absolute world so thank you thank you thank you for being part of this amazing community and sharing this message may the abundance the blessings the prosperity come back to you tenfold i adore you i am grateful for you and i cannot wait to connect with you again very soon